Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're speaking with Dr. Michael Yusuf. He was born in Egypt, lived in Lebanon and Australia, and studied at Moore Theological College in Sydney. Now based in America, he runs an international ministry called Leading the Way. Today our guest host is Phil Edwards from the Vision Radio Network. He's speaking to Dr. Michael Yusuf about the situation in Egypt and the international ramifications. Uh, thanks for joining us this week on History Makers. Dr. Michael Yusuf, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you, Phil, for having me. Look, I just wanted to get your perspective on this Egyptian situation. We're seeing a lot of reports uh, about violence, the supposed struggle for democracy. Is that a good thing that's happening in Egypt at the moment? Well, it started as a good thing. People were asking for democracy, and that's fine. But the problem uh, is that the Muslim Brotherhood, who have been really planning and plotting to take over power in Egypt since 1971, they got into the mix, they got into the picture, and, of course, uh, things really got bad. And uh, the the well-meaning students who initially protested and they were asking for a regime change or reforming of the Constitution, now turned into violence. You know, I write a blog on a regular basis called michaelyousef.com, and I'm sure all of my Aussie friends can get it. And I have written extensively on the subject since this thing started. I'm almost writing daily now, and explaining the makeup of the different factions in the country and uh, and, 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 you know, the devil you know is better than the devil you don't know. They're two devils, and, and, uh, and they're both um, uh, serious. Uh, Mubarak is the devil we know, and we know that while he was not really uh, protecting Christians and uh, he had uh, not changed the laws very much in terms of allowing churches to be built or renovated, but nonetheless, if the Muslim Brotherhood is the alternative, it's far worse alternative than he is. And so it really is a very, very precarious situation. We're watching and seeing the violence, of course, in the streets, and uh, we just pray that it would not deteriorate and become a civil war because people already without food, they're without money, they can't go to banks, banks are closed, mm. and, they, and it's really the Christians are suffering, the churches for the first time in anyone's memory, including those in the 80s, whom I called on the phone, church leaders who have been talking to on the phone, uh, never shut the church before, but they shut the church last Sunday because they could not risk having people come out. And um, it really is very, very, very tough for the Christians. Let's look at America's response to the crisis at the moment. You've compared uh, this to the Carter government's response to uh, Iran and the fall of uh, the Shah in 1979, which was right. a bit of a debacle. Is this history yeah. repeating itself? That is my fear, and that is my, my biggest disappointment, is that while Egypt is the second highest recipient of foreign aid from the United States, the administration and the key people in there sat on their hands for all this time, and then now they're coming in and turning their back on a government that has been ally of the United States, that carried the United States policies in the Middle East and uh, carried their water, if you like. 
and uh, now they are turning their back and uh, and running, as it were. In fact, they're turning their back and not doing anything. Uh, and I think uh, Barack Obama could have been, would have been the, the only person who could have brought the factions together months ago and said, look, this is how you need to be thinking, because if you're going to receive all this money every year, you need to do this. But he didn't. He left things just like Carter did with the Shah, and they, they watched, and then they saw how the genuine secular uh, people who want a secular democracy uh, literally uh, were used as fodder by, uh, by Khomeini, and once they, uh, Shah left, he had them up front, and then he literally destroyed them. And I'm afraid that's what Hamas did with the whole concept of democracy and voting. As soon as they came to power, they said, what democracy? And then they killed their enemies, and that's my fear. My mm. biggest fear is that the Muslim Brotherhood, uh, that's been around for 80-plus years, been trying to take power in Egypt and see that this is their chance. This is their opportunity. When chaos is created, they're the only ones who can come like a white knight on a white horse saying, hey, we are the ones who can really bring uh, peace to the country. And that will not be the kind of peace that anybody wants. I heard a quote of uh, Hosni Mubarak about uh, Barack Obama saying that he was a good man, but he didn't understand e- Egyptian culture. Is that a fair comment? I think it's very fair. I think he doesn't understand any culture. He doesn't even <laughs> understand American culture. Um, the only thing he understands is a colonial militant anger that he has from his heritage and his past. Uh, he is very sympathetic with all uh, nationalistic, even if they were militant anti-West and anti-Christian groups, and his associations with uh, militant Palestinians in uh, in Illinois and Chicago, where he was living, and all of that uh, is, is just make him suspect that he really does not have a comprehension of the world, let alone has a comprehension of the American culture. What about the impact on uh, our economies in the West from this? A lot of people get a bit jittery when there are problems in the Middle East because it means the price of oil goes up, price of uh, everything goes up as a result of that. Is that going to happen here, do you think? Well, it's exactly what the militants have, the, the Islamists have been wanting for a long, long time. They want a skyrocketing price of uh, crude oil. They think $200 a barrel is just about right, and uh, that of course, going to put Western industry to its knees, mm. and that's exactly what they want. I mean, all of that comes to according to plan. Uh, if you read the Arabic press, you read the Islamic press, it's all there spelled out. You know, they want to dominate the world, and the only way they're going to dominate the world, uh, especially superpowers with military like the United States and others, is to bring them economically to their knees. We've seen a lot of pictures of the square where uh, the riots and things have been happening. Have you been right. to that part of Cairo? I have preached in the church right around the corner in that square, right on that square. Just describe I it to us. What? I have preached there many times. It's a very large square, Liberation Square, in the middle of the city. Uh, it's a bus depot. It's, uh, it's for uh, local buses, and uh, it's a metro station. It's, it's, a, it's a huge uh, uh, Square and um, right there is the is the foreign ministry. Right there is the Hilton Hotel. Uh, right there is the, the museum on on all sides of that square. And unfortunately, those yahoos 
have gone in and destroyed 5,000-year-old uh, relics of ancient Egyptian heritage, uh, which uh, is really very sad. I've been to that museum several times, and it's a magnificent, magnificent. Uh, but thankfully, I heard from the Minister of Antiquity that uh, they have not stolen anything, but they're just destruction, uh, wanton destruction that uh, people are spending hours and days and will spend years probably trying to fix it. Mm. How does all of this fit with what the Bible says about uh, end times events? We see a lot of things at the moment happening, particularly in the Middle East, that you could a reasonable person could sit and say, this fits, we're getting some matches here. Is this part of it? And the weather and uh, all of that. I mean, uh, the Lord Jesus said, I'm not an expert on that subject, but the Lord Jesus uh, in Matthew uh, 24, particularly where he talks about uh, the birth pangs, and in the sense when the labor pains come at close intervals, <laughs> that you know the birth is almost here. And um, that's the one thing I really see when he said, you know, when you see these signs and we see the earthquakes and the, and, and the floods and all of these things that uh, we are experiencing now and wars and rumors of wars, he describes it as a woman expecting. And um, in the beginning, of course, the labor pangs, they may come every 15 minutes, and now they're coming in every five minutes, and uh, which uh, says the baby is about to be born. So we're getting closer. There's no doubt about it. How should we respond to that? We should occupy till he come, though we should. And that one of the messages that I'll be preaching when I come is that um, the, when Jesus said, look, I'm sending you like sheep among wolves. I mean, uh, normally a shepherd hides the sheep from the wolves, but Jesus said, look, no, I'm sending you there because I'm going to protect you. I'm going to be with you till the the end of the time. And as long as he's with us, we can not fear, not sit trembling, but with great deal of courage, go on to reach the lost for Christ and uh, work as uh, as long as it is day. Just finally, Michael, you are coming. You mentioned you're coming in a couple of months in May to events all around Australia. I'm intrigued by the title of, uh, of your tour. It is Sheep Among Wolves. What are, you yes. trying, what are you trying to say here? What's your point? Well, I am concerned that the Church of Jesus Christ, and I'm talking about the believers across the board and across the world, as many of them are retreating into the church pews. They see uh, in the West there's harassment from every side, whether it be the atheists or or the antagonists, or the Muslims, or, and, uh, and Christians are kind of pulling their horns and saying, oh, we need to, we need to just, uh, in, in a, you know, get out, of the, uh, get out of the battlefield. And I'm saying, absolutely not. not. When he said, occupy till I come, and when he said, I am sending you a sheep among wolves, he wants us to go in there without fear, without anxiety, believing that he is with us, and uh, proclaim the gospel, and that's what Leading the Way is doing by setting up, uh, two years ago, a television station that is broadcasting the gospel 24-7 called Kingdom Sat, uh, 140 million homes. We are not going to shrink back. We, we're going to keep taking the gospel message to the ends of the earth because that's what Jesus would want us to be doing when he arrives to take us home. Mm. Dr. Michael Yusuf, thank you so much for your, your time and your insight into the Egyptian situation, and we definitely looking forward to catching up with you when you're out here in May. Thank you, Phil. Sam here. If you'd like to download this interview, just go to www.historymakersradio.com. And also, you can make a donation if you'd like. 
I'm Matt Prater. Have a great week. History Makers.